All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Unsigned. My name is Joe Deke. And I'm OG, a.k.a. Allergy OG today. What's up, Joe? (laughs) What's up, dude? Why are you allergy OG? Man, I've been feeling under the weather the past couple hours or so. You know, my nose is stuffy. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) you know, feeling like some crap. So I'm popping a few beers and talking to you. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) True. Well, I mean, you know, I don't, you know, it could help, but who knows? You know, at least, at least you can forget about, you know, the, the sniffles when you're drinking a little bit. So it's all good. I definitely heard you say we can all forget about nipples, but they're just just always going to be there. You cannot forget about the nipples. Like you can't. (laughs) <laughs> Unless the bitch don't got no nipples, but uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, to each their own. But anyway, so <laughs> we are, uh, so yeah, we're we're uh, doing this uh, this lot the audio podcast, and you know, I'm a- I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. Um, to be honest, uh, you know, we're we're a couple episodes in at this point. Uh, for those of you who have checked out the first two episodes thank you guys so much for those of you who have not get on that shit and uh you know let us know what you think about them uh but i I mean honestly i've been having a lot of fun with them and uh i don't know how you feeling about it i think it's great man because i mean we talk pretty often and we always talk about music shit anyway and your idea to fucking have a podcast podcast with just all the shit we talk about for people to hear. Uh, I, I think that's a fucking amazing idea. Yeah, it was it was weird. Like, uh, like I said, I came up with this idea like a long ass time ago, and it's supposed to be like because I was really into the podcast, uh, how things work or stuff you should know or whatever. It was stuff you should know, and like all I would listen to is that podcast. Like that's. <laughs> That's honestly the main thing that got me like into podcasts. Like I would hear things here and there or whatever. Like again, the Joe Rogan one, that's one of my favorites, but like I would just dabble in that. But that uh stuff you should know, I would listen to all the time. And initially my idea for this was to do something like that, um, but like aim towards like the uh like, you know, the unsigned market or whatever and i was just like it's just going to be like kind of an informative thing like we'll have like the same structure where like we're going to talk about this subject for x amount of minutes and get like deep into the nitty gritty whatever and i was like well i mean that's that's cool but why why do just that i'd love to just kind of like you know just talk about like not just facts like i want to talk about like stories like you like because the music industry is has so, like so many variables. One of the biggest like flaws that I had in that like idea was, uh, you know, stuff you should know. They were mostly factual based, you know, podcasts or whatever. And you know, the stuff I wanted to like bring up and talk about. For the most part, you can go with it, but it's not like it's not factually based, like this isn't always what it was, what it is, or what it's going to be in the future. Like things can change. So, you know, I like just kind of like having that open accessibility and just be like, 
all right, here's here's our take on on stuff now. And, you know, honestly, like if you if, you know, we keep on doing this for a while, think our opinions may change on certain things. The music industry may have changed in, in certain ways, which, you know, definitely will. Uh, so, I mean, I just wanted to change it up to be open. So <laughs> when you and I started like talking on the phone a lot more often, I was like, this this is actually a really cool like these are really cool points to bring up. So I, I, I'm definitely really glad that we uh, decided to uh, switch this to uh, a more open, you know, sort of platform. Yeah, I think it's fucking awesome, man. And it's all opinions, man, and storytelling and things we gather as well. So if anyone out here said, these guys don't know what they're talking about, man. Well, I mean, you know, we're having fun, man. that's all i gotta say like like honestly like that that question's probably going to come up like who who the fuck are you guys to like think you know what you're talking about i mean who the who the fuck are we i mean but like at the same time we've we've experienced a whole lot of stuff that a lot of uh you know just starting out bands don't know and that's kind of what like what we're geared towards is like like highlighting our experiences uh to help some of those local bands uh not even local bands just any 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 artist anybody just trying to you know just first come up we're just trying to share the information that we wish we had so they had to have a little bit more uh you know leverage to uh you know succeed and that's kind of our, our our main goal or one of our our many main goals. We've, we've got a few, but yeah, man, I, I you just saying that one, one, makes you want to dive into something I have to say. So, well, what is that, Senor Orion? People who claim to know a lot of things and yada yada, kind of like what um, sparked us to do this podcast today a little bit. I mean, I'm sure you can agree. How many times have we worked with, you know, someone who? is our manager or label or someone above us or an agent and they're not sharing their information with you kind of how we are with this podcast like I was saying before I've had several different managers over you know several years and I'm learning more about what they're doing and how that operates from reading on reading up on things online and watching you know, some YouTube videos and jamming podcasts than actually working with these people. And that's how, that's why people feel so weirdly about the industry. A lot of these people are snakes. They're doing that for a reason. Because if you know everything, you won't need their services. And I'm not trying to, I want to be the type of musician who knows so much that I don't need a manager until I'm like, you know, pretty pretty far along where I really need some big time connections. As far as this, uh, the easy stuff, everyone should know how everything works. So you can stop getting fucked. We can stop seeing these bands drop after an album, maybe two. And the scene has been dying because of that. These, these bands need to be well more aware of how to do their shit. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I have things I agree and disagree with you about. That's fair enough. With that, um, I do, I 100% agree with that last statement you made that uh, bands need to be a lot more knowledgeable about, you know, the industry and kind of 
how things go. Like, I know that it's like, there's always that argument where like, I just want to focus on the music and like, that's, that's what's really important to me. And, uh, I mean, and it is, and so it should be, but like at the same time, uh, and this is probably going to be like a common theme in uh, a lot of our arguments, but, uh, I mean, that's, that's what makes it fun. We're different people. No, no, not, not your, I, I meant like, uh, not your and my arguments, but I'm saying just in general, uh, the, like okay. one of the things that, one of the things that we're trying to say is, uh, you, you like, yeah, it's all well and good. Like if, you know, you want to focus on the music, not focus about anything else, but at the end of the day, you still have to like treat it as a business also. Like it's, it's, it's. It, it just kind of blows my mind really like when I'm thinking about it, like, and I, I remember saying something to you earlier today. Um, like when we were talking where I was just like, I, I don't have enough time or like my, like I, I was, I was saying something about like my time is a little bit different now. So like, I don't want to like, or like, I can't like when I was younger, I was able to at least focus more so on, uh, doing music and the business thing. And now I'm kind of like taking that back. I'm like, that's bullshit. Like I have like the same amount of time as I did before. Everybody does. Everybody has the same amount of time. It's just how you allocate it. Uh, when it comes to like doing the music and doing the business and you just have to, you just have to like make the time for yourself. Like I, it's just a bullshit excuse to say you don't have the time. Like, like, I, I don't know how to put it. Like if, if half your time is spent playing music and the other time is like just relaxing, playing or like watching TV and whatever, I mean, yeah, you could still probably, you know, make a lot of good music. And I understand that you need that separation. Uh, you can't always just be focusing on it, but, uh, you know, why not spend that time doing something else that's kind of productive and that's kind of, that's kind of what I did uh, in my early years was half the time I was writing songs, half the time I was managing the band, booking tours, like just doing doing all the nitty gritty work and all the like MySpace promotion, all of that sort of shit or MySpace. Well, all of it, but all yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it, it's kind of a different uh, a different landscape. So, yeah, I, I definitely think. uh Bands do definitely need to, you know, be more knowledgeable about, you know, what they're, or, you know, be, be more knowledgeable. And I, I, I definitely agree with you on that, but the, uh, uh, the manager part is, I mean, well, uh, remind me again, what, what, what did you say? say? Cause we I already talked about it. I, I already I went way too down into it. <laughs> It'll be interesting getting uh, your take on on that. Uh, what, what I was saying was, um, well, just from my from my perspective, knowing all these all these tips and things that a manager does, and you know, gathering all this information and having um, you know just the know how of what to do to release a record, yada yada, um, and you have your own source of connections and all that would be great because some of these. Uh, like let's say like what you were saying, if, if you if you have a band 
who just sticks to playing music and they, you know, they're good and they get the attention of somebody. Um, sometimes those managers, I mean, let's let's be real. They're in it because they love the music, but it's business. And if they're if they know they have a a band that is naive, they can kind of you know tinker around with them a little bit. And that's what I'm trying to skip with what I'm doing. I want to know all this stuff so I can kind of skip ahead. I want to work with some. If I if I need a manager, it has to be you know someone who's well beyond what I what I know. And if you're just coming up, a lot of these managers nowadays, what they do is all stuff you can find online. But maybe people just aren't trying and don't know what to do, or they just want to have a manager just to say they have one. Well, it, it can be a number of things. Well, I mean, I I mean, I I definitely I definitely. And I'm seeing where you're going with that, but uh, what what I would say, and and like I like I I've definitely seen that, and it fucking sucks. Uh, like you know, fortunately we've been lucky, or you know, in my previous band we've been lucky to avoid certain things like that, but we've definitely been approached by things like that. Um, but I think uh, I think the best like the best medium is where the manager has just as much knowledge of maybe maybe a little bit more but about just as much knowledge as the band does about the industry and i feel like that's that's something that's going to make a perfect working relationship because if you are in a band and you are just like what the fuck is our manager doing? Like, why is he doing this? Like, why, what, like, what, what is your reason? And then as a manager and you're trying to help and you think that, you know, these are good, good moves or whatever. Now you have the band, like just kind of complaining, saying, Hey, what the fuck is going on? Why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's a lot, I'm not drawing from, from any specific examples, but I know it happens, but uh, my main point being that if the manager and a knowledgeable band about the music industry, uh, you know, the ins and outs, if they have about the same, same amount of, you know, know how, how, like, you know, how everything goes, I feel like that's like the best relationship that you can have, uh, with your manager. And that's like, that's what you should search for. You don't, to your last point, you don't, a manager just to say hey i'm managed by somebody like it really it and I, I i know i've said it before but it really needs to be like another member in your band that can help you and you guys are all 100 same page like you understand like just like a better comparison if like if it doesn't really feel right uh for, for the listener you know if i'm playing guitar and I'm listening to, you know, the lead guitarist do something. Uh, I understand. I understand his craft. I may not be able to do it as well as he does, but I understand why he did what he did, and it sounds, you know, it works. It works for the band or whatever. So just expand that to the manager part. It's like, all right, cool. I know all this stuff about the industry. I know why people do certain things, make certain moves. So now we have this other guy who's a little bit better at it. And now I can understand why he would do this sort of thing. He or she would do this sort of thing. 
uh, I think that's something that's really important. Uh, what do you, I mean, what do you think? Am I, am yeah, I off I mean, on that? that's, that's basically, I mean, I think we're pretty much in a, an agreement on all that. That's, that's basically what I was trying to narrow down. Like I, for me, um, I want to find a manager cause I, I know a pretty decent amount of things now. I want to find someone who knows all that and I can, you know, th- th- they're connected and then give me some opportunities. That's the point. And that's basically what I'm saying. Cause I mean, when I was, you know, not as knowledgeable as I was a few years ago and I'm expecting so many things from the manager and it's like, what should we do? And like, you know what I mean? Like not really knowing where to go. And a lot of the times, some of these managers also didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and they're just like, figure it out type of deal. And it's like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, no one knows what to do. <laughs> like, this isn't how it should be operating, you know what I mean? So, I'm, yeah. for me, I, I want to skip through all of that. I know what I'm doing now. I want to find someone who knows what they're doing, just like me, and can help propel what I want to do. And that's what these bands nowadays should be trying to do. They should know exactly what they want, have their own game plan, not go to a manager and be like, hey, set us up for greatness now. You know what I mean? Like, you got to have your own plan, but, know what you want to do, and, have, and then they can work off of that. It's like, you got to work as a team, but, you know, you, everyone should know stuff, you know? It, it's harder. It's it's hard to resist that temptation though, isn't it? Like when you're, when you're young, thirsty, whether you're young or not, it doesn't matter. But like whether you're first starting out, that that's hard, right? That's hard to resist the temptation of being like, get like jumping on the first management opportunity that you can jumping on the first uh, labor opportunity that you can. That's, that's a hard thing to resist though. right? Oh, it definitely is. I'm seeing some bands, the past year or so that I know locally, uh, diff- different ones than what I, uh, we talked about the other day, but they like hop on these um, these management these management companies that are pretty small that I know about, and I'm like, man, I wish they knew what they were doing. And it's literally been about two years since some of these bands worked with these companies, and not a damn thing has happened. And I'm like, man, like, because I know about these companies, I talk to a lot of people. If only these bands kind of we're doing what I'm talking about. Network, research this company. It's so simple. Look at all the bands on the roster. Are are at least half of these bands making moves, or do they just have one or two bigger artists who are making moves? Probably just because those artists are doing things for themselves and have the weight and got 20 other bands who do nothing. Maybe that's not the company that you should go to, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that kind of like reminds me of reminds me of something that that I've I've noticed, and I don't really know like how to like think about it. Like I think it might be like kind of cynical for me to think about it this way, but it kind of does seem like, or something that I've noticed that, like among the years, I'm sure you might have too, is that it seems like you know some sometimes like. And in, well, labels, management, whatever, like people of high caliber, you know, they obviously have a lot of su- successful bands and they need to pay those bands. And then you see them signing or making management deals with, you know, a bunch of bands that 
Like you're just like you. They might get like one album out, and you're just like, why did you sign these guys? Like there are so many different like artists out there who like are clearly clearly deserving, and like what like what is going on? And I guess my cynical view about it is, I feel like they're signing these bands to kind of help pay for or help fund their, you know, bigger projects. And with the small chance that maybe one of these bands that they sign, uh, will get, you know, might actually get big, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that that, that's, I, I think know. you're I've, not wrong I've with that. Notice that. I mean, I I, I'm pretty certain you're not wrong with that because that's been that's exactly what seems to be going on for so long now. That's got to be what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason why so many companies have so many small bands and a couple big ones, like, and and and, and like they how, circulate these motherfuckers too, man. But but they but they always like, keep the big ones. <laughs> like it, like that's what I'm saying. Like how many how many times. Uh, like, do you go to a record labels page or whatever, uh, or like Facebook website and anything you go to their page and you've heard of like most of them or not most of them you've heard of like, you know, they're like main ones that they're promoting and you like, but you've heard about them for a while and all of these like smaller bands, you're just like, Oh shit. You guys have like a pretty big roster like i had no idea you guys had like this big of a roster and then you like listen to all of them and you're just like yeah some of these are actually really good and then some of them are like i'm pretty sure i could find you a band like across the street that's better than this band like what like <laughs> what on like uh, i have no so, idea the world will never know i mean i th- like I have no I, whether, idea. whether whether it's done intentionally or not, it's definitely like if it's done intentionally, then you know that's. I mean, it's business is business. Gotta gotta fund your band. And that's something but, I was saying to you a while ago that you didn't exactly <laughs> agree with me on, and that's fine. But I'm gonna bring this up on the podcast. Um, I feel like just right there, thing about is what's tarnishing how cool it was to say that you're getting signed to a label or that allure or just being signed was so special and so hard to attain and it was like a big feat if you were able to achieve that nowadays it seems like anybody can be signed it's not that big of a deal and i'm just like what happened like being signed used to be a huge huge feat and a huge dream (laughs) and i'm seeing like kids who are like freshly 18 like, never played a show, getting signed, and, like, just like what you're saying, like, they're crappy with a bunch of other crappy bands on a label with maybe, you know, five or six good bands. But it's like, why are these bad bands being signed? I remember back in the day, every label that was a label, majority of all their bands were fucking amazing. So, like, what's going on? <laughs> now, see, now you're trying to take my previous point and drill... Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to bring up some good conversation for the podcast. No, I, I think it's cool that we should talk about it because we're already kind of in the same ball game. It's well, no, just no, no, kind of no. confusing to me, you know. No, I, I agree, but I'm I'm saying like I like <laughs> uh, my previous point. Uh, what we were talking about just a second ago, like I was just like, 
well, damn, he 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 got me there. I I, I get you, but I I'm still gonna stick. I'm still gonna stick by my main argument uh, with that point, and I, that's always been my main argument. Where if you're if you're signed uh, to a record label, to a management company, to whatever, you know, there's again, I know there's a t- like there could be potentially a lot of drawbacks like to that depending on the deal you got. However, when it comes to like there okay, so I'll back it up just a sec. There are so 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 fucking many bands like in the world that are unsigned. Like Plenty. obviously yeah. obviously the majority like the far majority <laughs> signed bands. So if you happen to be one of those bands that can say, hey, somebody invested in me, or hey, somebody wanted to sign their name to me, even if they didn't invest any money, hey, somebody vouched for me. Like, even if a fucking, like, in, like, a super small example, if, like, I, I know this isn't a thing, I'm just highlighting my point. Even if a fucking, like, venue uh, happened to be like, yeah, I endorse this band or whatever, that's a huge leg above any of, of the other bands that are competing like uh, not necessarily competing but just part of uh the whole in, like industry music industry in general so i feel like having having a label or a uh uh some sort of endorsement or brand or uh you know backing is really beneficial and it it makes you stand out among anybody else Again, oh yeah, I, I definitely agree with I, I I can definitely agree with that for sure. But one thing, um, we'll just it's a small thing that I think we we both know. But people know if you're signed to like a fucking nothing label, you know what I mean? You got three bands on there, like there's a difference. But I get I get what you're saying. I think we both know that. I, I had to put that down. Cause that's like yeah. the worst thing you can do. That's like the worst thing you could do if you just like find some like kid who like started his made up label on online just to you know. There's so many of those, and then you you get on there. That makes you look look even worse because if, if niggas check it out, it's like this. That becomes a joke. So definitely, don't, yeah, definitely don't okay. do that one. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, with with that with that i understand i'm not saying like my my, my point saying, was, yeah yeah i wasn't saying like some kid who's like yeah i'm going to start a record label and i'm just going to like i got some money so i'll just throw some money to these bands or whatever yeah that's not what i mean yeah, i just I mean know. like even i had to yeah i know I, had, I, had to I i mean i understand and so yeah i guess I mean that that's all well and good. I mean I think I think that's that's something that uh we've always been on opposite ends of the fence on, but it's all good. But yeah. I mean uh, I, I, def- I mean I, I actually agree. I actually agree. If you're signed, I mean I mean if, if it's not like what I just said, like yeah, you're gonna be paid more attention to than you know, most unsigned artists. So I can I can agree with that for sure. Yeah, because I mean like when Especially, like you know, especially when you, when we, uh, or at least for me, when I was first starting out, like 
and I like to be honest, I wasn't really like too big into the local scene or whatever. I just, you know, played in the band and I just played at the shows that I was at and I, I never really paid much attention, but I would see, you know, it, that quickly diminished or whatever. But uh, the main bands that I would watch would be the bands that said, uh, you know, they back like back then they used to have the flyers where it was like this band and then in parentheses it would say blah 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 records or this band oh, blah, yeah. blah 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 I remember that shit and those are the bands I was just like okay cool they're signed well I guess they they should obviously be good right so like I would watch them and that was like that was like back in the day where uh I don't remember shit I remember two bands specifically uh burden of a day it was like before i think that it was before they're on rise uh I, i'm pretty sure they had another label before them but it was like one of the smaller labels if i'm not mistaken and then it was uh blind witness and i remember like opening up for both of those bands and you know i i checked them out because just only because they had the parentheses under their name uh because i was like all right cool well i guess i mean they're signed they're touring that's that's awesome, but if you're in a touring local act or whatever, like you might not stick around for that, um, just because you're there to see the person you or the the band you want to see. That I mean, that's shitty. That sucks. Like, why would you pay money to go see music and only see one band? That's all one story. But it just kind of gives a little bit more incentive uh, to those who might not care otherwise. Yep. So. If you're out there and you're uh, itching to to get signed, don't go the easy way out, homie. <laughs> Just don't do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's something I mean, legit, man. Like you, you know, is you know, we should actually dive into some some actual label talk here. So. In in what regard? Well, we both have been signed before, respectively, which is great. But it'd be cool to kind of dive in. And talk about the experiences of, you know, we, we both been offered label deals from multiple different labels. And the reasons why that might not have happened or for a listener, like what kind of labels you should kind of steer clear from because there's so many out there. And it'd be cool to kind of talk about that. Then just take whatever you can get. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, we can, we can get into that. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure well, both of us have been, you know, offered, you know, various deals, whether they were, you know, whatever caliber labels you want to put them. But uh, yeah, we, we can d- dive into, you know, some specifics even, but not, you know, I'm not going to drop any names or whatever, but I know, I know that I, I got hit up by this one guy uh, a few times and he's, he signed some pretty like well-established bands and uh, you know, bands that I know, you know, everybody knows. And it's, it, I mean, I was super stoked. I was like, Holy shit. This like, we didn't even like pitch to him. Like he just came, came to us. Like we, we never sent anything out and this guy just hit us up and I was like, holy shit, that's pretty cool. And then, uh, I, I kind of found out, uh, 
you know, after researching a little bit that, uh, you know, the deal wasn't not necessarily bad, just a lot of his previous clients had a lot of complaints and, uh, you know, just didn't, didn't go very well. Like, you know, there's a lot of like initial promises with like no follow through or minimal follow through. Like they're, they're just kind of basing their previous reputation and like the bands that they've signed who became successful. Uh, they just kind of like, we're like, Hey, yeah, we, we made this band into who they became or whatever. It's like, yeah, well that was like a one or two off instance. Uh, so I guess my point of saying that is if you get hit up by somebody or even if, you know, you pitch to somebody and they hit you back, re research them. Like you don't want to just say yes right away. Like just get into it. Like don't, don't just say yes. Don't, don't just jump at the first opportunity. Um, and I remember, I guess another instance, uh, I'll just name two real quick. Uh, our actually very, very first instance was uh, some dude off of MySpace. Uh, and apparently his old band uh, was on like the Saw soundtrack. So already I was hooked. I was like, hell yeah, your band was on the Saw soundtrack. I love that movie. That's so, so fucking dope or whatever. And he actually like did end up managing us. And then he tried to like change all of our songs. And like he knew how to like mix and like... Uh, like edit and shit like that. So he just kind of rearranged all of our songs that we already recorded. And I'm like, wait, hold up. Are you our manager? Or are you like our songwriter? Like what, what's going on? And, you know, he was, I mean, it, it just seemed like one of those managers that was just trying to, you know, feed off of a, a younger band uh, and kind of just mold it into something that like he wanted to do. And that's that's another thing that, you got to kind of watch out for if you see that, like, you know, this guy just wants you to be a band that he wants you to be. That's, that's another da dangerous thing that you have to watch out for. You might not notice it at first. You might think he's, you know, kind of trying to help you, you know, get to a, uh, you know, get to the next level or whatever. But I was like, this doesn't really sound like what, what we wrote. Like this, this isn't us. And it's just kind of, that's just kind of a weird thing. Yeah, that is pretty fucking weird. Now she just said that. Damn, that man was, was, was cropping your songs around. <laughs> yeah, like literally he's just like, you should put the, uh, the pre-chorus here and then the verse here. And like, literally I was like, okay, what, now that you put the pre-chorus there, it's not a pre-chorus anymore. It's an intro. Like, what are you doing? I don't understand what you're doing. Yeah, so is, is the chorus now the, uh. The verse? Like, hold on, what's going on? <laughs> the the song I specifically remember was Singer Sore Throat. Oh, that's the jam, though. You are nothing. Yeah. Man, so this man wanted the pre-chorus of that song as the intro. Yeah, like, more like, like, right, like, yeah, it was, it was just a weird fucking thing. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, those, I mean, those are just, like, two two minor examples, but I mean, those are still like, you know, still, I, I say minor, but bands can get caught in that and, and caught in a bad deal. Luckily, like we were smart enough to like, just kind of work without signing anything with those people. 
uh, so it's just more sort of, sort of like a verbal, hey, yeah, do or whatever. So like, if you want to try somebody out and like you're not sure, I mean, I don't find anything wrong with ha- having just like an, a verbal like, hey, yeah, that's cool or whatever. But like, I wouldn't sign anything when it comes to like something you're not sure about. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, not at all. I got contacted by a label owner that's still doing stuff now and he hit me up online and this guy wanted the band pretty bad this is like four years ago or something and this <laughs> so i'm talking to him i was giving him a shot just to pick his brain and we, we finally got to the the money part right right there was no money I was like, so we yeah, had a so long conversation. He could, he can't fund the record, uh, can't offer anything. Maybe he'll get us a music video, and that was that. And I was like, goodbye. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if we're talking about this, the same label, uh, possibly, but yeah, I've, def- I've, I've gotten that before too. I've like. And it was like, you know, another pretty okay label. And I was, well, actually, I don't know. The label I'm talking about, they kind of have a bad rap at, at these points. Well, actually, both of the labels I was talking about kind of have uh, bad raps at this point. But, I mean, I guess that might be able to speak to that or say something. But, uh, yeah, that same thing. Like, he was, like, super stoked. He's like, yeah, dude, you guys are awesome. Like, I, I really want to sign you. And I was like, I mean, that's fucking dope. I mean, I, I'm, I'm down. What, like, uh, and this was like right before uh, Faceless. This was after Pulse and like right before Faceless. And he was hitting us up, and I was just like, hurry me up. And I asked him about the specifics, uh, especially more so the financial part. And he was like, uh yeah i, I don't do that <laughs> i was like what do you mean are you a label like i mean i know not all labels do that but i was i asked about everything else like distribution like all the all the extra stuff like you know like basically i was like okay what okay that's fine because we already paid for it anyway or like we can pay for it if we need to i was like all right well what what can you offer he's like well, I can, uh, I'll put you on my website or on the, uh, on the label website and I'll, I'll be able to, you know, promote you, uh, through our page and stuff like that. And I was like, I already do that. Like we already do that. And, and my, my band's likes have more than your, your band or your label does like, yeah, it's more like more of an audience. So like me signing to you and you getting our money for that. I don't think that I don't think that works. Yeah, watch out <laughs> like, for that. Folks. It literally does not make any sense. Watch out for that, people. That sounds sketchy as fuck. And what's funny is there are bands out there taking those offers and wondering why nothing's happening. Right. Yeah. Like honestly, like don't like don't take don't take offers. Well, I'm trying to think about this the right way. Don't don't take offers that you're gonna like. Where like you have to what? Well, never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back. 
because I've done I've done a few offers like what I was about to say that didn't that actually were were fine. So I'm I'm gonna take that back. But just lo- like long story short about that or what I was gonna say, just be be smart about the things that you're doing. Like if, if there's nothing that they're gonna offer you besides you know promotion, it's it's not worth it. Like at all. Like if they're gonna promote like if they're gonna invest money into promotion and invest money into a music video and invest money into uh marketing and publishing and stuff like that and but they're not going to pay for your record if that evens out so like how much that you paid for the record compared to how much they put down uh for all of the other like things then maybe that's something to consider uh i've definitely been in that situation before but uh, maybe that's something to consider. Uh, but besides that, you know, yeah, I mean, you don't want to go down that road. Watch out for that, especially with these contracts, man. I mean, some, some, uh, naive bands don't know what certain deals are when they're reading a contract. And a lot of people, a lot of bands, they get caught into these 360 deals and they're just like, what the hell just happened to my career? <laughs> what do you mean 360 deal? 360 deal is like ultimate fuckery deal. Oh, okay. Like 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 the deal percent percentage is small. The label is taking literally per, literally big percentages from everything. Percentages from your shows, yada yada yada. But yeah, there's a lot of deals not like that where you don't have to give your label money from you performing live. The 360 deal is ultimate fuckery contract, and it's like this—that's the main thing you don't want to go towards. The 360 deals work best for huge artists, like I'm talking like the the huge rappers and the R&B, because they're investing so much money into these artists because they know they're going to, you know, create so much more revenue for the label, and they're going to be rich anyway. That's pretty common in that, but for some reason, that contract is being thrown around in 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 our scene let's be real these metal bands aren't making no bread like that so watch out for that man that's like the worst deal you can get yeah no i mean it's tough man like and again the 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 thing i i brought up earlier it's really fucking hard to resist that temptation it's really fucking hard yeah, I know. Especially <laughs> if you don't like, if you don't know, like, if you, and even if you, even if you do know, even if like, you you take anybody's advice, our advice, whoever, like your friends, people, other people in the industry, other podcasts you listen to, you listen to all that, hear their advice, and then, but then finally, the opportunity is presented to you, and you've heard all this stuff it's still really hard to resist that. It's just like, yeah, but I could, you know, validate, uh, like all that I've like been working so hard for. I could, I could finally say, Hey, yes, I'm, I'm somebody signed me. And now I could say I'm in a signed band or whatever. Like that's, that's a really hard temptation to, to fucking overcome. Yeah. Yeah. You just hard about it. You gotta get the, you gotta, Again, I, I like I don't remember when I like when when I said this, but 
if if people are hitting you up and like like you you weren't hitting anybody else up, that means you've got something good. And like I I mean I already was very confident in in my band uh, when we first got started, um, but as soon as like we started getting hit, hit hit up by these you know management companies, these bands or whatever, or these uh, labels, as soon as we started get getting hit up without any like any of us sending anything i was like all right we definitely have like something good here so we should actually start pitching to actual labels and pitching to actual people uh to see like you know what what's good because we have like some pretty like decent labels hitting us up and we didn't we didn't contact them at all so it it like if you're fortunate enough to get hit up by anybody out of the blue and you didn't hit them up you know, hear them out, see what they have to say. Maybe it could be good, but more than likely, a better label just hasn't heard you yet. So you can be like, yo, here's what we're doing. Check us out. Uh, we've gotten some attention around the way. Uh, it'd be really cool. You know, things work out. Hopefully that'd be, that'd be, I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people on these huge labels teams are well aware of what's going on and might even know uh you know x x bands that might not think anyone's checking them out maybe they're keeping an eye on you maybe they're waiting for you to get a little more under your belt but they you know you you, you might be on their radar who knows man but yeah. oh, absolutely that's that i mean that's i feel like that's like definitely the case like just like i on this podcast full disclosure we're we're just gonna be making wrestling uh, references all the time, so I'm about to do that now. Uh, fucking, it's just like when you know WWE is scouting in the indies, like they're checking out. Like uh, the other day, I heard William Regal was, uh, I forgot P- PJW or something like that. He he was in, he was checking out some indie live event or something like that, and. Like, you know, there's speculation that he was scouting for more people to come to NXT. And that's kind of the same thing that labels do, I feel. They, like, they're not going to announce, well, he did, but they're not going to announce themselves that they're there. They're not going to say that they're there. Um, but, you know, they might be scouting here and there. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't remember if I told you the story, but when, uh, the, when we initially got uh, hit up by Adderloop, they uh they found out about us because of their fucking accountant like they're not even their not even just their accountant their accountant's brother uh like he uh i just remember the first name trevor or something i don't I, trevor d doesn't matter but uh like he saw us like online he didn't even see us at a show or whatever he saw us at a show or at online and then I think uh, he told his brother about it, who is an accountant for like Outerloop. Um, I think they were like it was before there were Outerloop Records or whatever. That uh, you know they've they've gone through a few different changes, but uh, you know bit, way back in the day, it was their accountant that you know basically brought up our name to management. You never. My main point is, you never know who the fuck is there, 
that maybe has a connection to, uh, you know, to somebody important. And he happened to work for, you know, the label that we ended up getting assigned to, you know, later on. And that's, but, you know, it, I, I think that's really fucking random that just, just some random accountant found our band and liked it enough to be like, Hey, check this out. And you know, it worked. So you never know, you never know what could happen. Yeah. So be on your P's and Q's and keep killing it. No matter what you're doing, content is fresh. No matter what, just, just, just make believe, pretend, assume that big eyes are on you all the time, even if they're not, because if they start popping up and all they see is amazing content from day one, it will be very impressive and your chances are just way higher. Honestly, I don't know why you wouldn't like why you wouldn't try to or like why you wouldn't do that anyway. That's what I'm like, saying though, but just people out here not it, doing it, it, right? Isn't it crazy? <laughs> like <laughs> It blows my mind. I'm like, you guys are just playing this show like you are rock stars on tour and you don't give a shit about the show. Like, I'm just like, like, I, it just, I don't know if that's just how I am and how, how I just expect myself to like perform or whatever, or like expect the rest of my band to perform. But I'm just like, we literally need to play every single show. Like, we need to sell like our, our product to somebody like we, we need to show these people that we're worth like your time and worth, you know, like we're having fun doing this. Like what, like one of, one of the highlights of, you know, what made us so successful was like whenever people would watch us on stage, we're, you know, we were all we're always great with stage presence but after the shows, they were just like, oh, my God, you guys look like you guys are having so much fun. It's like, well, because we were like we we're having so much fun. And like, like, don't mistake that for the fact that we're not taking this seriously. Like, we're taking it seriously. We're like going fucking hard because we are taking it seriously. But it's it's fun for us to take it like super seriously. So, like, I mean, I, I think that's something that is kind of lost these days in the local scene unfortunately oh, but super lost that, that's that's what we got to change like and i say we as in like like the whole local scene like everybody like just just the scene in general like i don't i don't want to see like just hey we're showing up to play like like there's just something so fun about seeing a band enjoying what they're doing no matter what uh what kind of music they're playing, even if they're playing like sad ass emo songs or some like super like heavy, sh- like brutal shit. That's uh, like, be into it. Whatever, like evil is evil as fuck. Like I want to see you guys enjoying that shit, like in selling it. Like I, that, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see you just go out there and play the songs that I know. I want to like, I came to your show to see you, like express yourself, express your art. You know and what, man? You know what, man? We're gonna what? have to segue into where you're going. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how important that that band image is and everything that 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 entails, man. I can't tell you how many times, even some of my band dudes back when we were trying to come up, 
like, you know, having that mentality, like, you know, you don't know who's watching. But my biggest pet peeve of all time, seeing any band go up on stage and a couple of these motherfuckers wearing some UPS shorts and, like, look, oh you know God. what I'm saying? Like, looking like some slobs on stage, like, not even looking like you're even in a band. You, you, look, you, look, you look like you shouldn't even be at the show, period. Not even watching it. It's like, what? You know what I mean? Like, you're in a band. Like, look, at, at least, at least look the part, right? Right. Yeah, no, I mean, and it is, is it's definitely a, uh, it, it's something that, like, you think shouldn't matter. Uh, like, especially if you're trying to be, oh, just, it should just only be about the music. Yeah, it should just only be about the music, but it's not. And, like, I mean, it. I mean, it's mostly about the music, and that's that's the important part. Like, that's what should be driven home. Like, the music needs to be really good, but if you are just like showing up in like, I I don't know a good example, but like like showing up in like gym shorts and a fucking like high school shirt or like high school sports team shirt or whatever, it's just like. I'm not even drawing from a spe- specific example. I'm just shooting out the weirdest thing that I'm sure I've seen. I've seen I've seen all that though. I've seen all that mixed match colors. All the members. One nigga's wearing a green shirt. Silence is wearing fucking blue. Someone's wearing black. Vocalist is wearing white shirt. It's like yo, you guys are like a fucking rainbow right now. Right, right, and I mean, you know, it, it's it's a fucking it like I like image really is pretty important like especially if you're trying to get to that like next level you can hate on it all you want you can just say hey i fucking hate you know hate that i have to look look a certain way to like get to this next point or whatever but tell me your favorite band and tell me they don't have a similar style like throughout the whole band like it's very rare that you'll find somebody who's just like, actually, I, I, I can name one band that's like that, but uh, I'll, I'll bring that up in a second. But besides the band, I'm going to say most of the other bands at least have something similar going on. Like whether it's like, I remember like back, like back when we were first like transitioning, like doing Kamisato and uh, like when we were first starting out, we were the prime example of fucking what, what our point is to not do. Like we were just, I, I like I had a fucking, uh, I had black shorts on, uh, with a fucking green shirt on. Like everybody just had random, random shit on. And it just didn't make any sense. Like, especially for the type of music we were playing. So, you know, uniformity is good. And then, then eventually we're just like, all right, just, it doesn't matter what you wear, just wear at least black and gray, or black or gray, and then you're good. Uh, that That's something that we did, and eventually I guess we went to all black. But um, but one band that did kind of get away with it, uh, R.I.P., uh, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids, every single one of those members were, like, completely dressed different. Like... Uh, I mean, they still had like a like slightly similar style. You could you could like 
if, if like you were at a party and you're like, oh, cool, that's yeah, I, I understand why all these different people are here, but I don't know like how you all know each other. That was that band, like every single person, like you had the drummer who was like kind of like a stoner hippie dude. Uh, you had uh, the lead or the rhythm guitarist who was kind of like the most like emo scene dude that you can see. And then you had the lead guitarist who just fucking shredded all day. But I saw him in like army car- cargo shorts and a like white, white beater uh looking like he was about to like hunt a deer or some shit <laughs> and <laughs> just shredding guitar uh and you know the keyboardist and you know tyson you know they look they look kind of similar but you know they had a very very diverse band uh stylistically so that's one band that's that's kind of an exception but it still kind of worked but yeah. for the most part yeah yeah for the most part you know there's always exceptions to every rule but for the most part, the image is very important, and you have to take it seriously. Yeah. That was one of the first things that, like, as soon as uh, we were like talking with management, uh, they they were like, "You have to like your your guys' mu- music is really good, but you have to like change your image." And we had no idea what he meant by that. And basically, long story short you have to look like you're in a band. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that should, that should seem obvious, but it wasn't like we were just playing music and we we're like, Oh yeah. Like it was kind of a wake up call. Oh yeah. I guess we have to look like we're in a band. And it, like, he even like brought us far and I still agree to it to this day. Uh, dress like you're in a band at all fucking times. Like I like, like I, I've done it since like since since that day. I've always dressed like I, I'm in a band. Well, because I always have been. But even on your days off, even if you're walking around, because you know what happens, and I know you get it. Uh, you know what happens? Some random person be like, "Hey, are you in a band?" And then you say yes. And they, what band? Blah blah blah. Most of the times, there's like, I've never heard of it. And like, and that's <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? Real quick, that's like. <laughs> The most common thing people say, but they say it to the point to where if they haven't heard of it, it must not be that good. But my response is like, there's no way you can know every single band on this planet. So like, check it out. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Like the, I guess the main point of that is like, it at least sparks the conversation. I'm not like, like on that same exact thing, you never know what can happen. Cause I remember, uh, we were touring one time and uh, I forgot what happened. It was either an off day or our van broke down and we were looking for somewhere to go. I don't remember, but uh, we walked into this fucking uh, T-Mobile cell phone place and uh, they, they addressed the fact that we looked like we were in a band or whatever. It was just, it was just two of us. It, it was uh, me and, uh, Quincy at the time, our, our bassist. And, uh, there's just like, are you in a band? Blah, blah, blah. And we said the band or whatever. And there's like, Oh, okay, that's cool. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, they looked us up and we ended up going back to that T-Mobile cause we needed something else. I, I, I don't remember. And there's like, Oh my gosh, actually, like I've heard of you guys. Like I was just like, yeah, like so blown away that somebody in this 
random state knew who, who we were because it was like it was early on in our careers and like we didn't expect anybody like to just know us randomly like that and i, I thought thought that was really fucking cool hey i have a funny one for you as well this is all just fun for you listeners right now but this, this, this is cool to talk about uh kind of similar to yours um, <laughs> we were like fucking, uh, at this random ass hotel somewhere in like some bumfuck area. Like it was not that populated. We ordered some pizza and stuff. We're drinking and we're partying. We get the pizza and the pizza guy is like, IDA, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like it was wild. <laughs> it was, it were, and the pizza dude like hung out with us heavy and it was like pretty fucking straight. It's been a lot of stuff like that, but that was like years back, and that was like, man, that's interesting. Like, that's the most random thing ever. But yeah, you know, I guess to go back on the point though, I had some problems too with the image. I, I remember the, I remember the exact moment when I had to update my image. This was like way back, and uh, it was like one of our very, very, very first tours, and we we were an example, like what you said, of what not to do. We, we we just got on good management. We're about to be signed to a bigger label. And we have a couple, like, I guess they're like test run tours they put us on with some good bands. But man, our image was jacked on tour. First of all, it was hot. Everyone's wearing like some fucking shorts, you know, around. That's fine. But like on stage, we just kept wearing them. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying, like, and just like wearing whatever the fuck we wanted to, like our all our, our shirt game was off. We didn't really care. We were just stoked to be on the road. And I remember one day, cause we we killed it. We got off. This chick came up to me. She was like an older chick, maybe like probably late twenties at the time. I was twenty, and she was like, she said some like disrespectful shit, but I kind of felt it. She like you guys were good. I'm I'm surprised. Like I kind I, I kind of thought that you were gonna be a bitch. And I was like, damn, yeah. <laughs> dude. Like that. You're not wrong. That same like that same reaction that you had happened to us too. Like like not that exact like wording, but they were just like, we thought you were just gonna sound like some local band by the way you guys looked. And we're just like, well, uh, all right. I guess that's a cool compliment, but like. I guess we need to change something then. <laughs> That's what, like, this, this, this woman actually called, said that, she said that. And I was like, okay, let me, uh, Damn. I, I come up with some, with some new swag or something. Cause your boy just was just, we were just hyped to be on tour. We didn't care. We were just like, we, we yeah, definitely yeah. looked, we, we were looking hella, hella local. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and I mean, that's, that's definitely gonna, gonna happen and actually uh it was weird because uh when we when we first did our first tour uh it was like we we actually kind of looked like the epitome of what i just said uh before uh with scary kids scaring kids where you had so many different looking people who like didn't really look like they would uh be in the same band like you had uh like like Nick was our synth player and he was like he was like the king of just always being seen or whatever and uh I'm not going to go through all the different members but just in general like everybody was looking super super weird super different 
and then, you know, finally we got some, you know, management guidance or whatever. And uh, we were like, that's so weird. And it, and we, we put it to, to the test too. Like uh, one of the things we used to do was go to one of the malls and try and sell tickets and uh, like to the show that was nearby. Uh, we did that frequently. And, uh, you know, we had like minor success here and there, like maybe sold a couple tickets. But as, as soon as we like changed our wardrobe and not necessarily changed it like drastically, just like made it look like we were in a band a little bit better. And random people, we sold so, so many tickets because seriously in Oculus and honestly any any advantage that you can get not any advantage but you know something like that if it's something small like that that you can get somebody to give your band a chance like that's worth it as long as it's not like you know sacrificing your you know happiness or whatever like i wear fucking black pants every day of the every <laughs> black skinny jeans every day of the year but uh yeah, yeah get, that's the, that's it, dedication it, right there my man <laughs> it, gets, it gets hot it gets hot son and that's why I sometimes just, i have the I, whole I, I definitely wear black every day <laughs> but I mean, this is just me. Like, in the summer, bro, it's hot, bro. I'm wearing shorts, man. Like, I don't even care. It's, it's too hot for a nigga. I'm black, my niggas. <laughs> my, I, I need my legs to breathe. I want, I want, my, I want my nuts to hang. <laughs> Let um, them hang. I, 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 I literally wear all black. i never day. seen you wear shorts, nigga. <laughs> I used to wear shorts. Uh, the only time I wore shorts were, uh, well, w- way back in the day. But most like, and it was from the uh, In Dying Arms shorts that I stole from you. Oh yeah, I remember you stole them. That's cool though. Uh, the Rock appreciates that. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Hey, hold on! You're 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 fucking breaking up right now. Yo, 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 yo! Can you... All right, now I can. Oh. No, 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 no! Oh, dude, it's crapping out real bad right now. All right, let let me let me move. Let me move. Yo, yo! Can you hear, can you hear me better? I can hear you right now. All right, cool. All right, yeah, I get that, that. That spot, in my apartment, must not be very great, but it's all good. All right, well, yeah. So, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, inside the unsigned, like, I mean, I know you wanted us to talk about the member changes, though, right quick. Well, yes. So this this will be a because. Uh, I'm not I'm not just trying to talk about that. We got we got we we're far from done, sir. 
What'd you say? I said, we are far from done, sir. I mean, how long you want this episode to be? <laughs> as long as we fucking won. This is, we, this is inside the unsigned. It could be fucking 20 minutes. It could be an hour. It can be three hours. This is, it doesn't matter. Don't expect anything from inside the unsigned. <laughs> Don't expect anything. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounded bad. that sounded bad, but. It's all good. I mean, you know don't what? expect. You know, I'm down. Let's keep it going. What's up? What's up? Well, yeah. I mean that. I mean that. That's what I'm trying to say. So yeah, let's. I mean, let's let's fucking talk about it. What? What? Like. Okay. Why, I, I guess I'll. Why did you? Why did you randomly think about man member changes? It hit my brain because <laughs> I, I thought about true. it earlier. No. Yeah. I thought about it earlier when we uh, when we changed topics and i was like okay i'm trying not to forget that because i know you wanted to bring it up and then uh hit my, hit my brain again i was like all right cool let's let's talk about it let's talk about it remember change let's, let's do it so uh this is actually like a, a really important thing that uh it, it's it's like a, a shitty a shitty thing that is just going to happen like it's going to happen I have not seen a band in my fucking life where this hasn't happened. So member changes are almost inevitable. And what we're here to talk about is how you handle the different <laughs> Not necessarily get out, get out of it. There's, there, I want to try and cover as much as we can about it because sure. there's a lot of different, you know, there's a, a lot of different variables and a lot of different strategies <coughs> playing with it. So, uh, the first thing I guess I'll, I'll lead off with is when you're first starting a band, everybody's super stoked. They're just like, "Yeah, man, this is my dream. I, I like, I, I really want to be in a band and you know make it really big or whatever. It's it's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, everybody's on board. That's cool." And then, you know, you guys keep on going, keep on going, write some songs, write some songs. And then all of a sudden there's some disagreements and, you know, band members getting back and forth and, you know, things, things don't go your way or like go a person's way. And then, then what do you do? Then that person leaves or you have to kick that person out. For me, the most important thing is when you're in, in that first beginning stages of being in a band, uh, you've experienced it, I've experienced it, and it happens still to this day, no matter what caliber of band you are. In those beginning stages, you need to make sure that you're uh, kind of not weeding out those those people who, like, just want to be in a band just to play a band, but not play in a band, but not put in the effort. That's like a completely, you, you have to, you have to like make sure that you, you weed those people out early because it's really hard to progress after that. I mean, it's not super hard to progress after that, but your image is kind of fucked, kind of get sticky. So when, when you're first starting up, 
and you go through these member changes, which is going to fucking happen. Do not be discouraged if, you know, people start dropping off here and there. It's like, oh, shit, we just lost this guy that we've been playing with for a while. Man, that sucks. Now we have to start all over. No, you don't have to start all over. You just have to replace that person, find somebody who's, you know, attached to your dream, too, and, you know, keep that going. The hardest the hardest thing that I've, I've uh, had to come across is, or, you know, it's still just a thing in general, is people who are actually genu- genuinely passionate uh, about, you know, doing music for the rest of their lives, like making those sacrifices. And during the local band phase, that's, that's the whole thing that you're trying to accomplish. Like, to me, when I'm thinking about it, that's what the whole local band thing is about discovering. Like as soon as like, it like actually kind of makes sense that I'm like kind of talking it out. As soon as you kind of like start weeding out all of those people that are not like down for making this their dream and making the sacrifices to, you know, succeed or excel or like struggle with you. Uh, as soon as all those people are dropped, that's when you finally get get somewhere. But as soon as you like hold on to like one or two people because like you know they're friends or like you know they're trying or they're coming up with all these excuses like all right, cool, whatever. That's why that's why your band's not getting anywhere. Like you have to you have to you know weed out those people in the in the local band. Uh, phase of your career and it's not a bad thing and do not let it discourage you like that's the hardest thing to like overcome because you're like and I've had it happen with my band uh, plenty of times like some of my best friends had to leave the band because you know they they didn't have that passion that that I did or the other members did they're just like yeah it was really cool at the time and, you know, I really wanted to do at the time, but, you know, I can't, I can't make these sacrifices that the rest of you guys are making. So I got to leave. And I mean, most of those guys are still my friends to this day because they were honest about that. And, uh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a rare thing to be honest. It is a very rare thing. Cause I'm in the same, well, I've been through the same shit and it, for me, it wasn't, like that and that's and just from talking to bands that's usually not how it is so you definitely uh got a good experience of you know people departing and all that because usually it's really fucking tough (laughs) well early early on early on in the uh commissata career that's how it was but as things progressed it got a little bit more sticky but i'll let you go ahead and go on yeah i mean I, i wanted to dive in um when is a good time to make a post and when is the time to not make a post at all? If you're, if your band just came out and you're fresh, yada, yada, your band is trying to make their mark and something happens or someone, maybe you guys do your first tour and your bass player is not about it and they're not about that life. You got to find somebody else. Like, oh, I you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to tackle this, this side of it real quick. You know, uh, I, I don't think you need to make a post about it. Yeah, yeah, like that's, I, what like, that's, what that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about uh, yeah. when, like, you know, it just needs to be said. 
sometimes you don't need to tell people if someone's been gone. Yeah, and they haven't made, and, they haven't left an, uh, an impact yet. There's no point in saying anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't need to post about it. Like it's it's especially if it's. I mean, I mean you can, but to me that's like if you, if you're posting about it and you're not like anything of like significance then like on like honestly i like i've definitely made a mistake in the in the past too um i'm i mean i'm not sure cuz that like i know we i know we had a lot of like fan support and stuff like that but uh just even as a local band uh I don't think we we really needed to make any like member changes or like member change announcements, especially because mostly it was like because of like guitarists, uh, because we like mostly our member changes were uh, like our guitarists or whatever. So like it kind of did seem like we were cycling, cycling through them, (laughs) which sounds bad. But, you know, uh, we just never really found a, a really good fit until, you know, towards the end. But, um, yeah, so it, I don't think, I don't think you need to like, unless it's like a big, uh, like a big member change. Like you guys have been around for, you know, a couple of years and maybe the, the fans have are pretty invested with the members and they know, they know. Well, yeah. If it, if, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like we, we always made announcements with our, like guitarist member change or whatever, and it was always the guitarist. But like, if it was one of the original dudes, like, I definitely made a post about Juan. Like, when he had to leave, I definitely made a post about that. Uh, I mean, I I I was sad that he that he had he had to leave. Like, him and I were the the OGs, like the only two OGs. Uh, but you know, it, it, like it, it it's just one of those things. Like, unless Unless somebody was there, like, unless you're addressing some of those fans that were there from the beginning, and like have follow have been following the like core group of the members, and one of those core group members left, you don't need to post that shit. So, all all that being said, like, long story short, especially if you're in a local band and you're going through all these member changes, you don't need to be like, hey, yeah, just we we just started this band, cool, cool, cool. Three months later. Unfortunately, due to uh, creative differences, we need to separate from our guitarist or whatever. You guys are three months old. Like nobody even knows who who you are. Let alone this guy. <laughs> I see like, that. I see of. that. And not to mention that looks. I mean, if you're a band that does have some eyes on you, has that look? Like, looks like you guys don't are just internally fucked up. For me, yeah. Maybe you know if if it's a member change that doesn't isn't worth mentioning, but. It was almost there or something. I wouldn't say anything about it, but when you find someone to replace them, maybe I'll welcome someone new to the band, that type of deal. But imagine doing all that. Someone left, someone's in, someone's left, someone's in. Like, that's so much, man. That's so much. Oh, yeah. Actually, that, what, what you just said leads me to exactly my strategy. And I actually forgot about, forgot about that. We never... The, the Initially, we did uh, say that, like, blah, 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 is out of the band or whatever. Uh, like just in those first local band stages, but it, you just remembered or reminded me, 
if you're going to do that, uh, like if you lose a member, especially in the early stages, like, like what you just said, uh, that's like the best thing to do. Don't fucking announce it until you find somebody else who's coming in, uh, coming into the band. Like, cause otherwise, like you don't want to see that, like see that one of the bands that you're following is in limbo. It's like, Oh shit, what are they going to do? Are they going to, you know, are they going to find another guitarist? All right. Some local guy might try out for this band or whatever. Like who know? like there's a lot of different things that can happen or whatever. But if you just say, Hey, uh, blah, 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 had to leave. Cause he had homework or some shit. <laughs> Homeboy had to peace out. Just to, and, uh, you know, yeah, I yeah. So, but we we got now, but now we have uh, the very talented, blah 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 blah. Like that, I feel like that's the best way to to go about it. Not the homework thing. It works. No, <laughs> that's the best way to go about it. Like especially, like more so if you're in a in a younger band, uh, like in your career, not younger age wise, but younger in your career. Uh, that's the best way to go about it. Like, don't announce that somebody left the band or you fired some from somebody from the band. Just wait until you find another guitarist and just say, we'd like to welcome this guy into the band and thank the other guy for whatever and wish him luck. Like, that's just the most professional thing that you can do. Uh, it's the most cliche thing you can do, but nobody cares anyway. So at least it's just like a, you guys are at least on the same like level that you were before. No one cares, but I'll tell you the people who will care, and it's cool that this is the way to do it that we're talking about, because I see this more than anything. If, if, if a band announces that they just kick somebody out or whatever the case may be without ugh, taking some time to find somebody, I can't tell you how many times I see that member's buddies all up in the status, talking smack, yada, 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 but you know, doing it this way, time goes on. Maybe that, maybe that person makes their own post on their page. He, he, he gets it out, but it's not on the Facebook or whatever. And by the time you find somebody new, it's already blown over, whatever it is. And you don't have a bunch of arguments and nasty things said on, on these, you know, statuses and shit on your band's page for people to see and kind of, make their own impression about you or whatever the fuck you just did. Like no one has time for that. Yeah. Fuck that. And, uh, well, never mind. Now go on. What are you going to say? I, I was about to say some controversial shit. I mean, no, bring it on. This is Unside the Unsigned, nigga. It, it had, had to deal with, uh, it had to deal with me, so it's all good. I mean, you are you. I am me. But if you don't want to talk yeah. about it, that's that's perfectly fine. And and all right, so so I'll here here's what I'll do. I mean, fuck it. So people want to hear this did, shit. This is juicy. I did. <laughs> I did. I did fucking notice what happened, and like this is like. And I completely understand that like this to bring it back to our earlier point, understanding why I'm not, not just even management, but like just in general, why the music industry operates. It does. Uh, 
like from a band member perspective, having having that knowledge really helps so that, you know, you kind of have a better understanding or whatever. But uh, I did notice that the announcement of uh, me no longer being in the band, that, you know, that happened. And that was posted on the, the band website or the band Facebook or whatever. And then immediately following, almost immediate, immediately following, uh, several, day, several days later, it's, it got flooded with a kind of like a bunch of random posts, like just some like sponsorship thing, some fundraiser thing, some merchandise promo, some this and that, because they're trying to bury the fact that they no longer had their lead singer and the person who like started that band and whatever, like they're, they're trying to bury it in the feed. Obviously you're not going to pin that shit. You're just going to bury it so that like, it's not one of the first things you see. And I saw that shit happen like with so like, I, like I noticed that, uh, when it happened like to that band, but then I went back and I was starting to think about, I was like, that happened to like so many other bands. Like as soon as you see a band lose like a very significant member, they flood their page with tons of other posts to like make sure that that's not the first thing you see uh, when you go to that page. And I think that's, I mean, bravo to the, you know, business side of that. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. Especially it's like a, if it's like a nasty breakup, you know, I get it. But as long as, I mean, fuck all that, man. It's just, I feel like, you know what? That's, I'm not going to get into the personal shit. You go on. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, all, all the same, like, in in general, I mean, I'll, I'll say here, it, it, it was not going to work out either way. Um, you know, I was I was never gonna leave, but um, you know, things happen. Shit happens, and I truly believe that things happen for the better. So, uh, but still, uh, you know, from what I saw, I was just like, all right, yeah. I mean, I understand why you did that. Like, not like I understand why they like just not they, because I know it wasn't them that posted all of it it was whoever was running our page uh posted a whole bunch of stuff to bury it and that's just kind of how it uh how it goes down you you kind of have to uh bury the uh you know the bad things that happen uh yeah or like the, the, the more more significant like blows to the band you still have to like make a statement about it but you kind of have to and then like you mask it. You, you gotta you gotta mask it. So, I mean, do you but, remember back when, <laughs> like this this got masked pretty hard? No one even talks about it anymore. Remember when Slipknot replaced their um, their one member for a fucking MacBook because they didn't need that person anymore because they discovered backtracks as a thing and they're paying someone too much money for things that they're creating and just having him be there just to push buttons. They're like, well, he's gone. I remember that was a, there was a lot of posts about that. This is like a couple of years back. 
But now, no, no, no one cares. And this is Slipknot we're talking about. And they just so much more impressed since that's more on a huge scale. But, I mean, let's be real. People people don't care. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I I didn't even know about that. And I love Slipknot. Yeah, that, that was like a quick thing. Like, I, I remember seeing the posts and... Like even even them talking about it, like Slipknot having those little little statements on these little little articles and all that shit, and uh, but yeah. but like what 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 I'll say, what I'll say to like just just to my point, I I use myself as an example, but just and I'm like a small scale example compared to like everything else, but uh, just whenever, which inevitably it will, but. And actually, you could probably look at it now. I'm not going to bring up uh, like all all the things or whatever uh, from other band controversies and stuff like that that went on the past like two years or whatever that came to light. But uh, yeah, you will you will definitely see like if some band gets in some sort of like shit or some sort of trouble, not that that was my situation at all, but uh, if, if there's some, like if they need to address something, they'll be like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put it, put an example, but there's a really big pop band who we all love. Uh, and the, one of the dudes, got in some trouble and they said we've uh parted ways with this guy and then they made that post on their on their facebook or whatever and then immediately like tons of tons of tons of like all of their old material all of like whatever just videos just random shit just floods their account uh or floods their feed so that that's not the first thing that pops up. So you know, next next time you see some controversial shit go go down with the band or whatever person that you like, it's going to be flooded with you know other things to cover that down, just so that they can say they addressed it and then you know just get on with their lives. Or a lot of times, fuck all that. Can you believe I've even had a few members complain that I didn't even make uh, a post about X member and I'm looking at him like bro you're not even in a promo for the band what's the, what's oh, the point I already, I already know who you're talking like, about what's the point in making a post you're not even in a promo no one really knows that you're even in the band unless they were locally and saw you at a show or something like that like you shouldn't expect to get a, a fucking grand departure post like there's so many people on our page they probably don't even know who you are but some 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 members get butthurt about that like i want to be acknowledged like make your own post man <laughs> you got your own facebook right 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 and i like honestly like i feel like that's that's the best i feel like that's where that should come from i i don't think that it should come from a band page like or like a band post I don't know I, I kind of have mixed feelings about it but like I feel like uh, the best approach just in general when, when it comes to member changes just when you find like when you figure out what you're what you're going to be doing 
just at that point release that information like say all right uh we recently went through some changes this guy's going to be our this and blah 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 and then if if whoever left the band or got fired from the band uh has something to say about it then they can do it on their own you know on their own posts or whatever but i feel like that's just the way it should be yeah that's how it should be. I mean, if you got kicked, like, whatever. But the, the posts I love the most are those mutual posts where, you know, someone, you know, they just had a kid or, like, they're just too, too much responsibility now. And I love, I love the posts where that person will leave their final post on a band page and talk, talk to their fans and tell them what's going on with them and that, you know, it's been a fun ride and that, you know, they'll, they'll see them some other time. I love those posts. Those posts are cool. Oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree. But yeah, man. Shit's, uh, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's, the member changes thing is super, it can be, it can be tough sometimes, man, because these are actually like real people that you have to work with on a day-to-day basis in a band. There's so many things we, we're probably not even touching on. It's just, uh, that's probably one of the hardest things to kind of work around, but, we're giving you what we can, um, you know, that, that you can work around to save your image a little bit or, you know, not make you look too stupid. You know what I'm saying? But it's tough, man. Yeah. You'll figure it out. No, yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah, th- there's there's a lot of different things. And, like, w- to, like, bring it back to my initial point uh, or, I guess, one of my initial ideas like you can't you can't think that like your initial lineup is going to be your like final lineup cuz i mean you you can you can think that if that happens that's awesome but don't be like like don't let that like distract you from like what's important and how how you're going to get to where you need to be because I, I, I even taught some of some of my best friends to play instruments just so that they can be. And you know, some of them worked out. Some of them, and you know, it like don't don't let that like. Hey, Joe, you're breaking up again. Oh shit! Am I still breaking up? You're good now. I'm good now. All right, cool. Uh, but yeah, so don't don't make that like distract you from your main your main focus. Like, you know, it would be awesome to have all of your all of your friends in the band, and you know, if all of you guys shared the same dream and you all like got at it together, but you might find out that your best friends might not be, you know sharing that same dream anymore or like maybe they have different things that go through along the way where it might divert them off the path and you know wrong with that don't let that distract you from what you actually want to do so just just know that a fucking member change does like end your band it doesn't ruin your band uh 
I can attest to that. We we both have probably gone through equal amount of member changes. I think you might have you might have a couple more on me, but uh, it still happens. Like, but it's all about figuring things out. Like, figuring out what works. Yeah, the hardest member change you're ever gonna have is if you lose your vocalist. It's probably the toughest member change. That's gonna take some hard thinking. I've seen bands completely call it quits over that. I've seen bands go on and find a new vocalist and then the whole dynamic changes. That's the toughest member change to kind of deal with. And I don't even think I can say anything about that because I'm a vocalist, but I feel like that well, would be the tough. Well, let's, I mean, let's, let's fucking dive into it because yeah, I think, let's, like, let's do it. I mean, I, I'm I, trying to put my head into the perspective. <laughs> Vocalist, and uh, you are too, obviously. But like, you're breaking I feel up. Like... You're breaking up. Okay, let me back up. Can you hear me? Uh, right now I can. All right, cool. So yeah, I mean, at, like, you and I are both vocalists. We're both used to being the front man in uh, in bands, and uh, so I mean, so we under. I mean, we understand how important that role is and we understand all that comes with it. But I feel like at the same time, like I, I think that you and I were both or are very aware of how much of an impact that, or how much well impact and, uh, you know, focus is on the, uh, the, the front man. And again, it sounds biased because both of both of us are vocalists, but at the end of the day, it's true. Like the the front man is who you th- look at, you think about the most. Unless you're an in- instrumental band, that's the person that like is the the forefront. That's that's the main brand of your band, and that's that's something that everybody needs to get over. Like as soon as you get like past the whole like local band stage you're gonna find that out real quick the fucking vocalist is your is is the main it 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 all just comes down to the vocalist like not all comes down to the vocalist but like that's just the 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 keynote 90 percent of the time if the vocalist decides to dip or gets dropped like a lot of bands like they're done or if they find somebody, the band's never the same again. There's only a, there's only a couple bands I can name that are still hugely successful. It's literally only a handful. It's not really very common. No, yeah, no. I mean, I I agree completely. Like, I feel like uh, as as soon as you lose a vocal, like even like one of my one of my well, like on both both ends of what you said just now, on both en- ends of the spectrum. Uh, like when I was like Chiodos was my, my favorite band, like ever besides like the used and Finch, like they were in my top three. And as soon as Craig Owens left or got fired or whatever, uh, I don't know what happened, but, uh, why well, do, but, uh, whenever that, when that other dude came around, I was like, this is like not the same band. Like it literally just sounded like a, 
it sounded like a cover band to me. I hated uh, whatever. I don't even remember the name of the album uh, that Col- uh, that dude was on. I don't even remember his name. Uh, they had like one or two songs that I kind of liked. Uh, and luckily I was a fan of uh, Jason Hill, their guitarist. So like I was listening to the album just to hear his guitar work. But I hated that album. Like, absolutely hated that album. And I was like, I'm not going to ever listen to Chiodos after this. Fuck this. Uh, luckily, he came back. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... It never works. I mean, to be honest, there's there's a, there's never, in my opinion, I don't really know many uh, you know, instances where a vocalist changes and then the band all of a sudden just gets more successful except for one there's only one band i can name like literally just one ever and that's kill switch engage when they got howard jones they blew up that's all i can think of right now period all right well again i might be i mean yes i i completely agree uh as well what you got but and again i might be biased but like I'm gonna I'm gonna say Chelsea Grin. Oh yeah, well yeah, fr- f- freshly named. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty fresh. Yeah. It's pretty fresh. Their album sales were not as high, but I do enjoy the music more. I do feel like they're gonna be, uh, you know, the more they tour with Tom and the more records to come, Dude, they're, they're great. They're they're like it's like the name the name already is gonna be good. But the fact that, like, again, like, luckily, like, I had the opportunity to, like, tour with Tom when he was in uh, Lorna Shore, and I got to see how fucking professional, like, he, again, I've said this before, he's one of the most professional dudes I've ever met when it comes to the music industry in general. And, uh, but, like, he's really fucking, like, chill, like, also, and he's just always putting on a great performance and uh, I listened to that album. Like I actually like legit like this kind of, kind of more than all the other Chelsea Grin stuff. Right. Cause like to me, like to me, uh, you're breaking up again. You're breaking up again. You're breaking up. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. You're good now. Can you hear the, uh, what was the, uh, album from Chelsea Grin where they had clockwork on it? Uh, Ashes to Ashes. Yeah. That was like, that was my favorite album from them. That's their best seller. Uh, That's their best seller. Well, yeah. And, uh, the, the, like anything before that, anything after that was all like, just, it was all right. I liked it, but nothing compared to that, but this album with Tom on it from uh, this most recent album. Hell, I mean, hell yeah, this is probably like right up there, like in, in that, in that realm for me, like I feel like it's dope. So I feel like now that they released this album and it's still like to me better than most of their other albums, there's no way that they're not going to get, Oh yeah, they're they're set up now. Tom is an amazing vocalist. Even their live videos, Tom is much better live. 
than the previous guy. I'm not trying to hate on him or anything like that, but uh, you know, Tom Tom definitely has his shit worked out, and I think it was a good pick. And um, the the sound of the band changed a little bit. It, it seems to be it seems to be more more in your face than than what it was before. This shit is pretty slamming, so I'm looking forward to to, to seeing what happens next. Yeah, yeah. So I, that that's a very good example. But that's what I'm saying though. Like besides that too, like I'm still I'm trying to think as we talk. I'm like I can't really think of too many bands that found a different vocalist where they actually, you know, succeeded more. Like it's really tough, which which I guess is the point. Like that's like the toughest member to try to fill the shoes on. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean. Like, like I said, it, it the vocalist kind of becomes the identity. And again, I, I'm very aware, and we've already disclaimed this from the beginning of this uh, idea of us talking about this. I'm very aware that both of us are vocalists, so we can we we may sound biased about it, but I've I, you and I have all, both been in those meetings with labels. We've been in those. Uh, you know, we've been in the chairs, like in that round circle uh, table, and our fucking label owners are telling us we need to focus on the on the on the vocalist. We need to brand him. We need him or her. We need to make sure that he's like he or she is the like center thing. Like that's that's not only the the main thing that most people gravitate gravitate towards initially. But that's something that label labels know. Like they know that like the the vocalist is very important, and it kind of becomes the brand identity or the band identity. So replacing that is is a very uh, a very weird thing or a very rare thing to overcome. And very rarely do you see any of any of that work. Yeah, it it just really doesn't really happen like that. You just nailed it. It's uh, I mean, just from seeing it, I see bands all day replacing a bassist, drummer, guitarist, and they're still going no problem. But with the vocalist changes, it's just not. It it it, it just seems to be the hardest member to change for all the. <laughs> Yo, look at, look, look at. I didn't mean to cut you off. Look at a mirror. Yeah, he 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 lost the whole goddamn band, and now right. they're back, and they're still killing the game. And Frankie's the vocalist, and he he's good. <laughs> like, uh, right, right. No, I good. mean that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're breaking up. Oh, sorry. I think my hand was cut, cupping it. But yeah, uh, he he was he is so associated with that band, and like he's just like the, you know, when you think. When you think about Amir, you you think about, you know, Frankie first, obviously, uh, and most of the time you don't even know the other bands or the other uh, members. members. In the, yeah, but uh, I mean, with again, as soon as like this new record came out, I know you and I were jamming it, fucking hard as shit. Like, like this was a good ass album, and oh yeah, and, and like their their CD sales speak for itself. It, it outsold their previous record by a thousand units, and they have Josh Travis. Like 
he, he's like another face. He's a guitar player, but he has yeah, clout. Yeah. Like it was a very good choice on for Frankie's part. They're Absolutely. good, man. He made a good choice. And if I'm not wrong, I hope I'm not wrong, but they went to the dude that we went to for for our album. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Drew Falk. Yep. Wizard Blood. Make sure you follow him on Instagram. Uh, Absolutely, man. Drew uh, Wiz- Drew Falk is killing the game now for recording. That's, that's how I give him a shout out real quick. The Chelsea yeah, Grin, the Chelsea Grin album we just mentioned, the Amir album that we just mentioned. The dude is on fire. He just did the brand new Fit for a King album that, that just dropped. The dude is yep. on a roll. We came as Romans. He did that too. On a roll. Dude, like, I like, I think we were one of the last bands that went to went to his studio before he moved from North Carolina to uh, L.A. And I was like, he, he's just a great dude to work with. I mean... Drew Folk, you're the wizard, man. You got this. I have a quick shout-out to do real quick. This has nothing to do with anything, but this is mainly for you. Bro, shout-out to Fit for a King. I just checked out their new music video last night, and I literally had a tear coming off of my face, bro. Really? Yo, this was a powerful music video, and this might be a segue into music videos, but I'm going to have to say this real quick. Bro, even all the listeners, check out Fifer King, Oblivion is, is the song name. They popped the video, I guess, yesterday. Brand new, only 20,000 views right now. My dude, it is powerful. Jesus Christ, best video I've seen all year. I've never had a tear shed on my face. I was like, what the fuck? This is good. Damn. It's, it's good. It, that The fucking narrative I, is strong. I saw, I saw you in... Uh... Your fiance. Yeah, because I, cool. I I saw it last night. Both of you guys shared that shit on Facebook, but I was I didn't watch it, uh, just because like I've never, I mean I liked the first Fit for a King album, the second one I didn't like, then the third one I did like. So, I mean, my I'm dude, interested to- my dude, yeah. it's not even about. I mean, the video. It's about the video. The, there's a the story. <clears throat> you barely see the band. You can't even see any of the band members. You may be but it's the song. The video is insane. Yeah, but is the song good? Oh, the song is killer. It's like the final track on the album. It's kind of like a very catchy hook. It starts with the hook. It's got you know, it's got all the characteristics of a of, of a good metalcore track. It's all about the hook, honestly, and it's very catchy. Is it, is it on that that album that I said that I liked? You said you you said you you like the third one, right? The third album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is for the new album, the fourth one. This one, this this is brand new, bro. Fourth album that just came out on Friday. The album just came out on Friday. Oh, okay. As, as to when this is being recorded, bro. Check out that video when you got the when we hop off here. You will. You might be tearing up too. I guarantee it. What. Well, they used to call me Emo Joe. So no, I guarantee when the video is done, you'll be like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think we got a lot in today. Uh, and inside the unsigned, we are on uh, Stitcher, Breaker, uh, Google Podcasts, 
Apple Podcasts, all, all, all that fun stuff. So be sure to check us out on that. Uh, tell your friends about us and uh, be sure to follow us. My name is Joe Deke. And I'm O motherfucking G. And sign. Peace.